0: Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation. The return of Q takes the Enterprise 7,000 light years further out into undiscovered space. But what waits for them in the deep, dank places of the galaxy will alter the course of human history and Star
1: Trek. From May 6th, 1989, it's Season 2, Episode 16, q who? or ba 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 ba
0: ba 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 ba
1: been waiting i know you have just anticipating things i may never possess and while i am without them you provided me with much tenderness
0: well i'm i'm glad was it uh was it everything you'd hoped
1: oh god no but it was still fun
0: (laughs) well yeah i mean right now they're just they're a force they haven't really been reckoned with yet yeah that's true and the force was not with them. No, not at all. No. No. On Stardate 42761.3, on his way back to his quarters, Captain Picard steps off a turbo lift and finds himself on board a shuttlecraft with Q. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Picard demands to be returned to the Enterprise. Q calls him an impossibly stubborn human and refuses to take him back unless he agrees to hear Q's request. He then transports them to Ten Forward, where Guinan, who recognizes him, warns Picard not to trust him. Apparently they've met before. Q reveals that he wants to join the crew and assist them as they push further into unexplored regions of the galaxy, asserting that they are not ready for the threats they will encounter. Picard chooses to make their way into the unknown and rejects Q's offer. Irritated by Picard's arrogance Q instantaneously sends the Enterprise thousands of light years across the galaxy and then disappears Data reports that the nearest starbase is over two years away at maximum warp Hashtag Voyager am I right A fearful uh-huh. Guinan warns Picard to set course for home immediately but Picard is curious to explore as he always is The crew discovers a nearby planet that shows a sign of previous civilization, but that has been stripped of all industrial and mechanical elements similar to the destruction found several months ago on Federation outposts bordering the Romulan neutral zone. Serialized storytelling, perhaps? Perhaps. (laughs) Moments later, they detect and are then met by a large, cubed-shaped vessel, which does not answer their hails. Guinan warns Picard that the ship belongs to the Borg, a powerful, cyborg-like race that nearly wiped her people off of existence, scattering the survivors across the galaxy and again urges Picard to leave immediately or face certain destruction. Though Picard orders the Enterprise to raise its shields, a single, speechless Borg transports into engineering and begins to probe the Enterprise's systems. Worf initially attempts to incapacitate the Contruder with his phaser set stun, which has no effect. Worf is forced to kill the drone in order to neutralize it. Immediately afterwards, a second Borg appears and continues probing the computer, now proving to be completely immune to phaser fire. Completing its mission, it strips several components from the dead Borg, then transports itself and the Borg away. The Borg ship contacts the Enterprise and demands their surrender, then immobilizes the Enterprise with a tractor beam, disables the shields, and uses a cutting beam to slice into the saucer section and remove a cross-section, killing 18 people. We don't know how. But... I mean... They're just assuming they're dead. They were, they were absolutely assimilated.
1: Dun dun dun! Head cannon.
0: <laughs> I mean, the cutting beam like literally cuts, so it's obviously got some kind of shield capacity. It's not like the people who are in that section.
1: And like, well, ugh. this is why they should have had someone we know be one of the dead slash missing, so they could come back as uh, assimilated.
0: Yeah. It's a good story. He's like, that's Picard cute, orders, Dad. That's cute. <laughs> Picard orders Return Fire, and the Enterprise disables the ship, apparently. Against Guinan's advice, Commander Riker takes an away team <laughs> to the immense Borg cube, where they find mostly... Dormant, Borg drones, and a Borg nursery. Worf discovers that the Borg ship is regenerating and repairing the damage made by the Enterprise. The away team is beamed directly to the bridge, and Picard orders they depart at maximum warp. The Borg ship suddenly reactivates and begins to pursuit, gaining on them. Q appears on the bridge and warns Picard that the Borg will never stop chasing them and cannot be defeated. Picard attempts to fight back... But to no avail. He finally admits he needs Q's help. Q obliges, safely returning the Enterprise to its last position in Federation space. Picard, though thankful for Q's lesson, blames him for the death of his crew. Q disappears, but not before reminding them again of their ill-preparedness. Guinan warns Picard that now the Borg are aware of the Federation's presence, and will be coming. Picard reflects that perhaps Q did the right thing for the wrong reason, by bringing forward their encounter. As if... As it has informed the Federation of what lies ahead of them as they continue to explore. And so ends. Cue-hoo, Cue-hoo. <laughs> Hey boys, look at what we got over here. <laughs> Cuehoo. We got a bunch of Borg. Sounds mm-hmm. Swedish. So it wasn't everything you were hoping, Dan.
1: I mean, it was good. The Borg the Borg the Borg have arrived. So now I can just anticipate and wait for more Borg. Like the Borg are here, so I'm gonna be happy that the the Borg is something I have to look forward to showing up. Much like in the original series, whenever Romulan showed up. I was like, ooh, Romulan episode. Yay. Um so now <laughs> now that I have the Borg, um, I'm 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 very excited. I had forgotten what the Borg actually looked like. And got some thoughts. Um <laughs> but it's uh yeah, it's exciting. And I I think Q is just anytime Q shows up, I know I'm going to have fun. Unlike the Hollow deck, he's a welcome diversion.
0: <laughs> well, and John DeLancey is just de fucking delightful. He's I, so great.
1: I de fancy DeLancey
0: you're
1: the worst you can use it if you want
0: (laughs) the worst well what else did you love about this episode daniel
1: i loved getting to learn more about my number one gal kynan Um, absolutely uh she's two centuries ago she saw q wow so she old she old as shit um
0: you're going to find out that she actually visited Earth a long-ass time ago. Oh like a long-ass time ago from now.
1: If she's Santa Claus, I swear to God.
0: <laughs> she is not.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I really enjoyed Q just in general. The whole premise from beginning to end it was a great way to introduce a new threat and a new foe. Of like, hey, Q has the power to throw them fucking anywhere. Let's have that have long standing repercussions. Great. Um, I loved the standoff between Q and Gainan, where they were both cats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you going? Oh, Cameron. No. <laughs>
1: I come on I will get drunk and watch it at home my wife might want to see it if she really wants to see it then we'll go but I'd rather see um, Frozen 2 than that if I'm going to pick a holiday musical you know what I mean
0: yeah, I mean, I want to see Frozen 2 as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> additionally, I I thought that they handled exposition pretty well of like, if you need exposition, let's have it be, come from a person of authority explaining to people who legitimately don't understand in a meeting in a venue where explanation is necessary and welcome great um i love the borg not giving a shit just being like i'm in engineering now i'm looking at your shit hey stop no i'm just gonna keep looking at your shit and not even (laughs) bothering to speak to them um when they do speak to them and it's in complete unison as an assimilated chorus that shit was creepy right great and creepy um I liked that they... mm, I liked and I didn't like. I I really liked the idea of the Borg nursery, but I feel like maybe they should have saved it for a later episode. They should have. You know, it's a fun tidbit about them. I love and hate how the Borg look. Through the best rosy optimist lens, the Borg look like the Cybermen from classic Doctor Who, but by way of H.R. Geiger.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. (laughs) <laughs> well and I mean their look continues to evolve. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, just take your time. Do what you need to do. It's done. Then, okay. <laughs> Here <down>. <laughs> <laughs> No, was <laughs> I was, I was thinking about this. <laughs> um no, I I think the design is is interesting, but it's um it's it's pretty lo fi It's pretty it doesn't, doesn't look, If they were like, we need to spend the money on the ship rebuilding itself effect. Okay, just put some hoses on the guy. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Find me the palest, pastiest, baldest motherfuckers you can and just stick a bunch of garden hoses in them. Give them like a super Saiyan eye patch and, you know, pretend. A super Saiyan eye patch. <laughs> yeah, I just kept expecting the Borg to say, it's over 9,000.
0: deep cut bro deep cut Um, cut.
1: Vegeta is
0: Borg Vegeta is Borg and he also just he just was pursuing Goku the entire time because he loved him
1: I think he wanted to do him I mean I've read enough Yaoi where he he does do him it's a lot now I, I like that some people actually died even though it was nobody that we cared about or mattered I like that we took the ship up to warp 9.65.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That was
1: great.
0: Um, (laughs) And the Borg were still able to keep up without a problem.
1: I know. Even though it's a cube and it makes no sense. (laughs) It's space. You don't need to be aerodynamic. (laughs) I still, I, I know, but just like it had no thrusters or any means of propulsion that we, I don't know. That's fine. I know I'm going to learn more, but at the same time, I was like, eh, could we... I don't know. I wanted more of things I didn't get and I wanted less of things I did get, if that makes sense.
0: Um, Yeah. I'm not surprised. What
1: can I say? It's kind of your brand. I'm
0: impossible
1: to please. (laughs) Um, Every time Q and Picard interacted, it was great. Uh, Every moment Guinan was in was fantastic. And I liked uh, when Worf killed a Borg, and then more Borg came, and we're like, whatever, <laughs> it's
0: fine. <laughs> yep, that's that's pretty much what happens.
1: Although they didn't do anything with the Borg corpse. They should have, but there was no scene of them, like, dissecting it or anything.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, you'll learn more later, and it actually gets incredibly violent for network television. Really? <laughs> Super fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck yeah.
1: You know um, how I feel about violence. You were at my wedding. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Cameron, what was your favorite bits of this episode
0: i I love this episode for so many reasons. It's just telling it me is about a, them. <laughs> It is a marker in Star Trek history, and is something that us trekkies come back to repeatedly and lovingly and um, I love, I mean, I'm I'm with you 100%. I love any time that Patrick Stewart and John Delancey are on screen together. Mm-hmm. I love any time that Whoopi Goldberg is on screen, period. And the fact that the three of them are together, it's even better. I love that we are getting to meet one of Star Trek's most terrifying villains. Genuinely terrifying. Um, and I love... I love that there is serial storytelling between early season two and now. I love that all of their normal tricks don't work. I love that they are genuinely completely screwed. Um, it's what I truly, what I love about the Borg. And I mean, it's not super evident in this episode, but it will be. It's just the fact that they are, I mean they are an allegory to technology but they are an allegory to the religious devotion to technology and their just their philosophy is so completely different than anything humanity has come across before that it's com- that it is genuinely terrifying you don't they see stay- them
1: as a as a hangover from 1980s red fear and I mean not the true red scare, but just like that nineteen eighties crimson dawn like fear I of mean, just like collectivist other. You're not picking up the shades of communism here, Cameron. It's well, 1989 of course there are shades of communism, It's nineteen eighty nine and they're a collectivist that doesn't share our values. I'm just saying, you don't have to you know you don't have to be Gorbachev to figure this one out.
0: I know, You're, you are correct. There are definitely communist undertones. Oh, However, yeah. um, the thing is, is I can get behind communism. I can't get behind selling someone's... I can't be, get behind losing every ounce of individuality.
1: And what do you think state gives you, Cameron? <laughs> you want hoses? Here are your hoses. But you get the same hoses as Boris. <laughs>
0: State gives you Yab, Yab becomes identity, therefore everything fine.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are cog in glorious collectivist revolution.
0: Aye, <laughs> comrade. Aye, comrade. Yes. Um, but yes, no, you are absolutely correct. But I, there's just, it's, they become so good and so genuinely terrifying. I used to lie awake at night <laughs> pondering the implications of the Borg. And I can't wait for you to do the same.
1: I just can't wait to meet the, uh, you know, the queen of the Borg. Just because I know that then maybe we'll have a character who speaks on their own. Speaks for themselves.
0: She does. Good. And it's Alice fucking Cridge, so, you know.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: (laughs) She's amazing.
1: All right. All right. I look forward to it. Um,
0: uh, only six more years to go, Dan.
1: <laughs> Everything hurts all the time.
0: <laughs> time is a vapor that I can't hang on to.
1: <laughs> Not the ones that I'm, you know, inhaling in the temple to get visions either.
0: No, those are fun. Those are fun vapors. Still can't hang on to them, but I feel them. Love it, love it, love it. What did you hate, Dan? Tell me everything. Dish.
1: I. I hated kind of how clunky and cheap their design looked in a lot of ways. I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't look very. It doesn't look good at all, and I. It, I, it gets better. I I know. But, I'm sure it does.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. The after. Whenever they show up in this episode, I'm always like, Aw. yeah," <laughs> because I know what they become, and right. this is not it. This is, you know, oh, leftover also, Halloween makeup. Also, there was 3D makeup. chess, which was great. Yeah. I forgot, because it left- happened right at the end. Yes. This is leftover Halloween makeup and tubes.
1: Yeah. Also, them just and, standing and in their suit. little chambers. And that's the only portion of the ship that we get to see really, aside from the nursery. I was like. I get it. And you're gonna get a lot of fucking mileage out of that set and that wide shot. I know you are. <laughs> like I, I'm sure of it. But um I liked I'm I'm guessing that the Borg are a happy accident of success. Like they set them up to be a villain, but I don't think they knew how potent they would be. Because I correct. think if they had any real Inkling of that. Maybe they would have put a little less money on the it's rebuilding itself effect and a little more money into the makeup. Um but honestly, this episode moves at a great clip. The dialogue is fantastic. My only real complaint is how the Borg look. Well, that's that's it. great. Like it's it's really a great episode. Like this is it's top-notch Star Trekking. You've got Picard having to humble himself. Um, you have a no way out, no win situation, and he doesn't get to. I mean, I guess he does technically get to Kobayashi Maru that shit by just being like, "I make my own rules," which is to, you know, give in to this deity like entity here. Well, um, <laughs> that's my Kobayashi Maru.
0: <laughs> that's what that is. Um, it might interest you to know, Dan, that um, the Borg were originally written to be an insectoid race it does not they didn't have the (laughs) they didn't have the budget so they went with cyborgs instead
1: well you can if they had been an insectoid race with similar design features it just would have been a ripoff of alien yeah it would have (laughs) so i'm glad that it became Cybermen meets alien because that works as an aesthetic that's interesting i like them taking spare parts off their fallen comrade and all. It was just, it's a good episode. Like there's really not much to bitch about.
0: I'm so glad (laughs) I was prepared to, you know, fight like we used to on the original series.
1: (laughs) No, I think that, um, if anything, I just think that the interaction with Jordy and what's her face, um, Oh God! Uh... <laughs> Who I didn't even bother mentioning, Sonia. Yeah, she Sonya. was a waste. She was the other thing. It was like, I'm not. I I don't. I don't watch your. Not. It's not even a B plot. It's not even a C plot. It's like a D thread. I'm like, this isn't a. I don't. Unless you're going to kill her off, or have her be one of the eighteen that that dies, I see no point in her. Unless they're going to build her up as a new character. <laughs> Oh, you used to complain about that exact thing on the original series. <laughs> All the time. It's like, you're so... like, Well, yeah, it's like, well, hello, new person. I'm not going to get too attached. Oh, I've never <laughs> seen Chekhov you stayed. before.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> you better watch your ass. <laughs> Is that why you hate Chekhov so much? Because he was the mistake that stayed. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: hate Chekhov so much as I can't stand him. <laughs> No, Walter. Walter is wonderful, but God damn it, Chekov's useless. Remember That's that true. weird
0: cowboy episode? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> until the movies, he was useless. Until the movies, mm-hmm. and by the movies, I mean Star Trek Five. He was useless in the other six, in the other five as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if you're not Kirk or Spock, chances are you're useless most episodes, or Scotty, <laughs> or McCoy. Even McCoy, mostly he just bitches about things. Like, McCoy doesn't do a lot. <laughs> yeah, whole but that's lot. not
0: useless, Daniel. That's wonderful.
1: <laughs> oh, thank God you said so. I was really starting to feel like I am not contributing enough. So, Cameron, as we quote this, I think if we come across a Borg quote, we have to try and say it in unison.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm in. All right.
1: Give me your best John DeLancey here. <clears throat> I understand what you've done here, Q. But I think the lesson could have been learned without
0: the loss of 18 members of my crew. If you can't take a little bloody nose, maybe you ought to go back home and crawl under your bed. It's not safe out here. It's wondrous with treasures to satiate desires, both subtle and gross. But it's not for the timid. Microbrain, growl for me. Let me know you still care. <laughs> You're up.
1: (laughs) Maybe Q did the right thing for the wrong reason. How so? (laughs) Well, perhaps what we most needed was a kick in our complacency to
0: prepare us for what lies ahead. Comprisimo, Capitan. The hall is rented. The orchestra is engaged. It's now time to see if you can dance. Picard, if you had half the sense you pretend to have, you would get her off your ship immediately. And if you'd like, I'd be more than pleased to expedite her departure.
1: You know him? We've had some dealings.
0: Those dealings were two centuries ago. This creature is not what she appears to be. She's an imp, and where she goes, trouble always follows.
1: You're speaking of yourself, Q, not Guinan. To quote Starfleet Regulation 89624, I believe that she is rubber and you, in this case, are glue.
0: (laughs) Ouch, Mon Capita.
1: (laughs) My people encountered them a century ago. They destroyed our cities, scattered my people throughout the galaxy. They're called the Borg. Protect yourself, Captain, or they'll destroy you.
0: My purpose is to join you. To join us as what? As a member of the crew, willing and able, ready to serve. The ship is already home for the indignant, the unwanted, the unworthy. Why not for a homeless entity? Homeless? Yes.
1: The other members of the Q Continuum kicked you out.
0: I add a little excitement, a little spice to your lives, and all you do is complain. Where is your adventurous spirit, your imagination? Think, Picard, think. Think of the possibilities. Simply speaking, we
1: don't trust you.
0: Oh, well, you may not trust me, but you do need me. You're not prepared for what awaits you. How can we be prepared
1: for that which we do not know? But I do know. That we are ready to encounter it.
0: You judge yourselves against the pitiful adversaries you've encountered so far. The Romulans, the Klingons. They're nothing compared to what's waiting, Picard. You are about to move into areas of the galaxy containing wonders more incredible than you can possibly imagine. And terrors to freeze your soul. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the U.S. We have have analyzed analyzed your defensive defensive capabilities capabilities as as being being unable unable to withstand us. us. If If you you defend defend yourselves, you you will be be punished. punished.
1: From the look of it, the Borg are born as biological life forms. seems that almost immediately after birth they begin artificial implants. Apparently, the Borg have developed technology to link artificial intelligence directly into the humanoid brain. Astonishing. Astounding.
0: Do you want to be astonishing? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) You wanted to fight us? You want sorry, you wanted to frighten us? We're frightened. You wanted to show us that we were inadequate for the moment? I grant that. You wanted me to say I need you
0: I need you (laughs) Petulance does not become you. We have business, Picard.
1: How do we reason with them? Let them know that we're not a
0: threat. You don't. (laughs) Would you like to do Ensign Sonia or should I? Quit
1: farming out the voices to me, Cameron.
0: (laughs) You're the impressionist. I am a lackluster talent.
1: (laughs) Okay, but only if you do Ensign Sonia Gomez as played by Sofia Vergara. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No. want to say sir see i (laughs) can't i just wanted to say so that i'm very excited about this assignment i promise to serve you and my ship your ship this ship to the best of my ability we agreed that you would never trouble my ship again i always keep my arrangements sir look we're nowhere near your vessel (laughs) you're an impossibly stubborn human i wouldn't go there if i were you I don't know, and They paid us a visit. It seems only fair we return the courtesy. Let's get the hell out of here! You can't run them. You can't destroy them. If you damage them, the essence of what they are remains. They regenerate and keep coming. Eventually, you will weaken. Your reserves will be gone. They are relentless. They will be coming. You can bet on it. First impressions, right? Isn't that what they say? First impressions are the most important.
1: I'll give you this: it's a meeting that Captain won't soon forget. Wop 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 wop. They're carving us up like a roast. To learn about you is, frankly, provocative. But you're next of kin to chaos. That's such Ow. a good line. <laughs> I know. Actually, that's. I would love to have that on a shirt. Next of kin to chaos. <laughs> All right. This guy, named after Q, appears in ten forward with a kidnapped Picard. I knew it was you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking knew it. Oh, nothing. It's just a feeling. Mm. <laughs> You're still up.
1: We're not dealing with an individual mind. They don't have a singular leader. It's the collective minds of all of them. That would have definite advantages. Yes, a single leader can make a mistake, which is far less likely in a combined whole. <laughs> You're a That sounds hole.
0: like pro-communist rhetoric to me, Councillor Troy. <laughs> But see, Counselor Troy was useful. She picked up that it was all the mines. <laughs> she did
1: a good thing.
0: <laughs> she did. It was good for the quotes. It was. It was. A, it was a great episode. Speaking of which, I, right. <laughs> how many <laughs> Borg half bike helmets would you give this episode, Dan? <laughs> Those don't look very effective.
1: <laughs> I would give this one um, <laughs> four and. Uh, are we not doing the same things at the same oh, time again? Are we not? No.
0: Oh, I don't know what you're rating. <laughs> yeah, let me,
1: uh, I'm gonna give it
0: four,
1: four and. and. and uh,
0: Uh, half. half. Hey, me too. Damn.
1: <laughs> I'm saving my perfect five for the final episode. I think that's... There,
0: there are other ones. And some of my perfect episodes I'm sure you won't agree with, but one of them is a of episode. Of course I won't,
1: Cameron, because you are addicted to the drug that is nostalgia. <laughs> Not nostalgia from HBO's Watchmen, but the actual nostalgia.
0: Nostalgia is a drug. <laughs> oh, Cameron. Yes, Daniel. I'm so glad
1: I know the Borg
0: now. I'm so glad you know the Borg, too. We are well on our way. We are almost to season three. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you heard the good news about shit the gets Borg? gets real
0: good. What? Have you heard the good news about the Heh? Borg? <laughs> Only the Father, the Son, and the Holy Communism.
1: Mm. Oh, well, a bork, 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 bork. oh, man, I should have called bork, it bork, the smorgasbord. <laughs> you should have. God damn
0: it. And now for our special guest, the sweetest chef, bork, bork, bork. <laughs> bork, 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 singalinga, assimilation hunger <laughs> assimilation-linga-tinga. <laughs> de her de <laughs> who is credited as the creator of the Borg?
1: Uh <laughs> Cameron doesn't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Cameron don't know. We don't
1: know who the Borg.
0: Hang on. Who's the Borg daddy? <laughs> who the Borg daddy? Uh Maurice Hurley created the idea of the original idea of the Borg, which was insectoid, but then they became cybernetic mm. after this episode. But Maurice Hurley is the Borg daddy. I've mind.
1: Makes sense. A true collective.
0: You're a true collective. How
1: dare you, sir? (laughs) I'm an American. I I want individual liberty as long as it doesn't conflict with my personal beliefs. (laughs) As long as how you exercise (laughs) your individual liberty isn't offensive to me, then it's great. (laughs) See this narrow band of ideas both social and Philosophical and political; those are acceptable expressions of your individuality. As long as it doesn't make me uncomfortable, then it's the beautiful majesty of freedom. Dan's dad,
0: when did you get here? No, no, no.
1: My my father would never articulate it quite like that. Mostly because you can't understand him since the stroke See you next time folks We have loved Loved it it. Hated hated it it, Quoted Quoted it And and rated rated it it. That just leaves One last thing to do For us to do For us to do Thank you (laughs) brother Borg
0: (laughs) And that's for me to wish you all To not just have a great week But to make it so keep on assimilating oh shit
1: (laughs) this is Captain John Luke Procard. wow I can't say my own name (laughs) this is Captain Strokey McFace please Um, (laughs) can't feel my tongue number one Uh, (laughs) I told you you shouldn't stuck it there (laughs) (laughs) Cameron (laughs) although they didn't even say that in this episode no no they didn't
0: their tagline isn't even here yet but it will be
1: which is resistance is futile
0: yes we are the Borg we will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own resistance is futile wow Actually fit all that on your shields card? and your weapons.
1: What? They fit all that on a business card. They do.
0: <laughs> and they leave it casually behind when they dissect your ship. <laughs> they just slip one in the corner.
1: <laughs> if you are unsatisfied with your assimilation, please call us at this number.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm unsatisfied. <laughs>